0: The Greenfield Post on Triple M.
1: Are we live? Yeah, yeah.
0: With Will and MJ.
1: They're awake and they're on fire. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> Ni hao, MJ.
0: <laughs> Ni hao. Ni hao.
2: What a history making weekend of footy. Oh, hello to China. It looked you... great over there, didn't it, this that, afternoon?
0: That deck is one of the best looking decks mm. I think I've ever seen Absolutely. in what's AFL a, What's the stadium called? Zheng Wang. Zheng Wang. Yeah. And it's. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But you know why it was I think so it's called the J. That's yeah, it what it's called the J, that's yeah. what they like to say. Yeah. But you know why it was so fresh? Why? They haven't had anything on it for the last eight weeks or something. Is that right? Adele got moved. <laughs> really? Is that right? A nice fresh deck. Oh, well.
2: The I AFL didn't know could
0: that. take a leaf out of uh, Shanghai's book.
2: Yeah, well we're gonna cross live. To the stadium later in the show. Yeah. Um, to the president of the Shanghai Tigers, who's there now, watching a curtain closer
0: curtain unfolding
2: closer. an Asian Cup match. So, oh, you bloody looking ripper. forward to that. But, but first,
0: a world exclusive. Now you're right. It is a world exclusive. Mm. During the week, we said I wanted to track down Jaden Hunt to talk about his owl obsession. The
2: Melbourne youngster, Melbourne. headband wearing. Yep. Speedster.
0: Speedster, young gun Jaden Hunt. I got onto him. You spoke to him. I spoke to him. World F- exclusive. Face audio. to face. Face to face. One-on-one, first ever listen. That's coming up next on the Greenfield Post with Will and MJ on Triple M. I can't wait for this. Neither can I.
2: Now, Will. Yep. Last week on the show, we read excerpts from an article featuring Jaden Hunt, the Melbourne player. Yep. And it was an article with Sam Landsberger in last week's Sunday Herald Sun.
0: Yeah, it was a full interview. It was like a big double-page spread from memory. It was like a, a, a massive breakdown of the Melbourne speedster.
2: That's right. And about a third of the way through that article, yeah. there was a line in it where Jaden Hunt said he has an obsession with owls Yeah, and that he sees an owl every day. Yep.
0: Yeah. Now, regular listeners of the show and the podcast would have mm. heard that we thought that Sam Landsberger buried the lead. He did, and he didn't give much context to the no, our question.
2: There was absolutely zero context, and then he didn't expand on it at yeah. all. He didn't go into any further detail. I mean, the journalism was quite poor from Sam, I
0: think. <laughs> but you don't know who the journalism wasn't poor from. Who? One William Ralston sitting opposite you tonight. I have followed up this story like an absolute pro. Like a, a demo. Yep. Jay Clark, call me. Call me Will Sheehan, please. Yeah, <laughs> I've that's been right. Exceptional. This week, yeah. now t- tell us what happened. You you went and tracked down yeah. Jaden Hunt. I won't reveal my sources or how I managed to do it, but yeah. I've tracked down Jaden Hunt, the actual Melbourne player. Yeah, and it was the only thing that was on my mind. I I just had to find find out about the hours as we discussed on the show last week. It's by pretty big uh, fluke that I managed to pull this off. So. We've got a real exclusive. It's incredible journalism. Yeah, we've got a real, real exclusive. So. And so, so
2: you interviewed him about his owl obsession.
0: Can we have a listen to some of that now? Of course. This is my world exclusive. I'm very, I'm very passionate about this. Here we go. I'm joined by Jaden Hunt. Jaden, last week in The Herald Sun, you had an article published with Sam Landsberger. You had an interview and you mentioned that every 24 hours you see an owl, either fictional or in real life. Are you a taking the question. piss or is that legit? <laughs>
3: no, it's actually real. It's, yeah, Started a couple of months ago, I saw an owl out of the front of my house. First one ever, and it was hooting its head off at me. And I was with a mate who, me and him, have these weird animal connections and it just continued on. And yeah, from then on, we just started seeing an owl every few days, but now it's got to the point where, yeah, one of us sees an owl every day. So, tattoos, shirts, <laughs> real ones. Sculptures, everything, uh so Pretty crazy.
0: <laughs> I told you, what? It was legit. Is he taking the piss or he's not? He's not taking the piss at all. He sees <laughs> owls everywhere. It's like he's like the sixth sense. His sixth sense Cause is owls. Owls, because
2: I think I might see an owl
0: once I, a week, maybe. I rec- no, but I reckon everyone sees an owl a day. Really? If you're really looking. <laughs> You reckon tomorrow I'll see you now? Uh, I want you to keep your eyes peeled, please, because <laughs> I reckon we all see ours.
2: <laughs> please tell me you, went, you asked him more questions. Oh, I went harder, because
0: I, I, really, uh, I couldn't believe it, and so I had to follow it up, and yeah. here's what I asked next. But do you reckon you're just like, noticing them more, or are you actually, is it like Hogwarts outside your house every morning? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get on my broom and just, just, straight, just straight to the MCJ. That's why I'm quick because I've like, got uh, these magical powers. <laughs> I'm joking. Um. Oh, yeah, you're
0: joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just I'm glad he clarified he was joking. That <laughs> he was. But he's not joking about the owl obsession. No, no, the owl. He, he was. He was joking about riding a broomstick. He, he was joking about the Hogwarts gag. scag. But it, um. Yeah. I I I just had to dig. I had to dig deeper. I had to go deeper. <laughs> right. You didn't think there was how, much how deeper. How deep to could you possibly? <laughs> You're about six foot under at the minute. Oh, I, I've hit China here. Right. I ended up at the Shanghai game. Yeah. Uh, so this is what I followed up next, asking if he had if the owl was a spirit animal because that's what I was fascinated by. Okay, Cause, but I saw on your Instagram you had a photo of you with an owl as like a a side by side. It was like a comparison. Are you, oh, are, yeah, yeah. Do, are you like scared of owls, or you, you feel like they they're like your spirit animal?
3: No, they have to be my spirit animal because yeah. there's two like, in, like around the world there's two like. I don't know what re- owls represent, like some cultures, it's death. So I'm not choosing that option. Yep. And the other option is wisdom. So I believe
0: wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. <laughs> wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. That's don't, what's, uh, You don't get
2: to choose your own spirit animal,
0: do you? I don't think you do. Uh, but I, that's what I'm saying. I think the owls chose him. I th- <laughs> <laughs> well, if he sees an owl every day. But yeah, they're, they're they're literally at every corner. It's quite amazing. <laughs> of course, it, there is maybe animals. maybe he lives at Hillsville Sanctuary or something yeah, like that. I think he might. Yeah, yeah. So I I really back him in. That was three mm. minutes one on one with Jaden Hunt. And
2: so you got three minutes with him. Yeah, I learnt a lot. Now, what are the AFL Media Awards are called? Because I think you could be in the running. And this is an incredible interview.
0: Look, I've never been nominated. A world
2: exclusive. Well, I presume you will be next year. Oh, thank you very much. I, yeah,
0: I think I'm in the running.
2: So you had three minutes with him? Did you yeah. actually ask anything about footy or? No. Nah. <laughs>
0: Sorry, just ours. The
1: Greenfield Post on Triple M.
0: Well, a historic day for the AFL. With very, the first ever game being played out in China. Very historic game. Only the second country that's ever hosted an AFL game outside of Australia. Mm-hmm. And of course it was at Jingguan Stadium where Port Adelaide recorded a very comfortable win over the Gold Coast.
2: It wasn't a great game. No.
0: Not the spectacle was fairly low, we can say, but uh, still a massive interest over there and it was a big success, I think. To find out a bit
2: more about how the game went, we've got the president of the Shanghai Tigers Footy Club on the line now, David Trithui. G'day, David.
0: G'day, Colin. David, what did you think of the game today?
2: Uh,
4: The game today might not have been the best spectacle, but the whole weekend and the buzz around footy in uh, Asia is uh, really, really good.
2: Did you get much coverage over there in the build-up?
4: Uh, the last week there's been quite a lot of people um, you know, asking what is AFL and then getting mm. keen about it and today it was great to see a lot of people from Port Adelaide make the journey but even better to see lots of people who were kind of introduced to AFL for the first time or had a little bit of understanding beforehand and then got really excited about it today. So yeah. what
2: was the crowd like? Was it mostly expats or was there a few Chinese there as well?
4: Uh, probably 50-50 in the end, so oh. um, probably about Five thousand or so uh, expats, and then five thousand or so Chinese.
0: Yeah, because that's what I was pitching. I was just pitching a ten thousand full of Aussie bikes. But it's good to hear that uh, there was a few Chinese there. Um, I saw the Justin Westhoff goal. I'm sure you would have seen it as well, because that was a genuine highlight. That'll be a contender for goal of the season. Do you do you think the crowd appreciated um, it?
4: Yeah, they probably got the biggest roar of the day. Uh, and I think people really uh, generally appreciated the skill involved in something like that. What's going on in the background there, David? Uh, Well, I'm sitting here in the field club uh, next to the stadium now and uh, just hosting the Shanghai Tigers victory from yesterday's AFL Asia Shanghai Cup. uh, A little bit rowdy at the moment. (laughs) Is there there an umpire in the background or something? Whistles. Ah, uh, there's just some people blowing their whistle. I think it's the cop at the the gate telling people they can't come in or to uh, stop waiting, waiting around for whatever.
0: Okay, <laughs> Port Adelaide fans going rowdy.
2: Now, quick, there was a, a story a few weeks ago, David, that there was going to be no four and twenty pies at the at the footy today because four is such an unlucky number over there in China. Was there any sign of a uh, four and twenty pie?
4: I uh, didn't see a 4 and 25, but there was, uh, you know, decent food available and drinks, uh, you know, that have been enjoyed right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good, good, good day and everyone was really happy with uh, no, the results.
2: Tell us a little, just, little bit about the Shanghai Tigers. How often do you play and is it um, all Aussies in the team or do you get a few Chinese in there as well?
4: No, we actually uh, have a couple of superstar Chinese. We just have just finished playing for China in the Curtain Closer where the AFL Asian All-Stars, we narrowly defeated by the Chinese team, which is all indigenous players from Asian teams and well, the Chinese team all from China.
1: Oh. But uh,
4: the Shanghai Tigers, were predominantly expat. We've got about 50 or so playing members, um, you know, but not all from Australia, probably uh, close to 80% from Australia, but then we've got a few guys from the UK, US, China, um, we have Belgium who kicked a bunch of goals last year. So yeah, all <laughs> over the place.
0: Uh, Now I have to ask about the smog because there was a big hoo-ha in the lead up that asthmatics weren't going to be able to play. Was that just a massive exaggeration or was there any concerns today?
4: Uh, It's a pretty big exaggeration. Like normally the weather in Shanghai is fine, the air is breathable, like 25 million people live here. I've lived here for the past five years. Um, It's a perfect place to live. There's no real worries like that. Yep. I think yeah, there was a few concerns around the game that just got blown out. Like in winter, you might have one or two days where the pollution was really bad. But in Shanghai, in generally, it's really good.
0: So everyone was just soaking it up a bit over here.
4: Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now last year, I'm um, Tom Liberatore went on a trip around Asia and ended up um, pulling on the boots for the Vietnam Swans. Any plans in the AFL off season to maybe try and recruit a few players?
4: Um, it is a small correction there. Tom, Tom, the Rotorio played at the Asian champs and, ah. uh, he, he was there as a spectator, but actually played for Macau, um, because they were short of a couple of guys. Oh. Uh, Macau were a bit of a throw together team with some junior Chinese. Yeah. And it was great to see Tom in there supporting the game and, uh, you know, getting people along, but yeah, any ex AFL players, we can get involved in Asian footy. We love it. Yesterday at the uh, Shanghai cup, um, Janet Motlop was playing, which is good. Oh, wow. And the Tigers have our own AFL superstar. Um, who has the privilege of being the game's record holder for No Brown, No Votes in Shannon Watt?
2: <laughs> Is that right? Does he live over there in yeah. Shanghai now?
4: Uh, well he just moved away. Um, but, yeah, Shannon played for us for about three years. Oh, nice. That's, that's a good not player. a name I was expecting. No. <laughs> um, well, he's hardly a superstar but a top bloke. Oh, cool. that's awesome.
2: All right, Dave, well, thank and, you so much.
4: And, and dominates Asian football, sorry. And dominates Asian football. Oh, did he dominate,
2: did he? Dominates. Yeah. Oh, he
4: dominated. He actually kicked goals.
2: (laughs) Unlike when he was playing AFL.
4: (laughs) Very unlike. we've uh, told him that lots of times.
2: Oh, he can win an Asian Brownlow at least. All right, Dave, we'll let you go. Thanks so much for joining us and painting a picture of what it was like there at the game today. We'll let you get back to... um, Can you tell that security guard to shut up? (laughs)
4: <laughs> well done, mate. Well <laughs> but, um, We'll get back to enjoying the beers and toasting uh,
2: Shanghai Tigers. Prish, thanks, David. That was David Trithui, the president of the Shanghai Tigers over there in China, and a very, very whistle-happy security guy.
4: <laughs> He's still going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, David. Up the Shanghai Tigers. Cheers, fellas. See Jeez, I tell you what, Shannon Watt, he'd want to bloody win the Asian Brownlow medal over there. Yeah, well, <laughs> imagine if he was struggling. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Down on form. Yeah, it's, a, it's a quite high nice standard, I've heard the check I target. <laughs> what if he couldn't get a kick? That's right. <laughs> what a slap in the face for the man who's second most games for no Brownlow votes in AFL history. No Brownlow votes? No Brownlow votes. You've you just Googled him. How many games did he play? 150. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Not one vote. I think he prefers big fish, small pond. <laughs>
1: The Greenfield Post on Triple
0: M. MJ, what a cracker it was at the MCG today. Incredible game. David Mundy living out
2: many backyard fantasies Yep, um, by kicking the match-winning goal after the siren.
0: And he's done very similar things before against Richmond, of course. The second time, wasn't it? Basically the second time he's done it. So... uh, we wanted to play a bit of audio. This is the last minute of the game as called
2: by Barry Denner, Ewan Giles, and Dale Lewis. Yep. for Triple M footy.
1: For McDonald's, Triple M, Rocks They're footy, Neal sprinting through the middle of the Triple M C G, kicks along. It's on 50. Oh. The mark has been taken. Monday. The mark has been taken by Mundy. And the siren will sound. The siren will sound. And he will shoot after the siren to win the game for Fremantle. Oh, Georgie. There it is. Oh. Wow.
3: How far out is he, Giles? He, 35 metres, about is, 5 metres inside the boundary. He is
4: going
1: to be shooting from between 35 and 40 metres out. Every player is rushing down to the 50 at the city end of the ground, the oh. end to which Fremantle
0: is kicking. He's had a go at this before. Remember down at yeah. Geelong? Former captain now, Louie. He, oh. he missed that one. What can he do this time? He starts his approach. There's eight Richmond players
1: on the mark. He shoots towards goal. He fires. He has kicked, kicked the out. goal. Oh, he has kicked the the goal. Goal. Three have won the game!
2: What a call! And that yeah. voice you heard was you and Giles, and we have him on the line now. Giles, have you got your voice back yet?
1: Do you reckon I over-raced a little bit with that one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't think so at all. No, if anything, oh, I wanted a, a bit more from me, you.
1: Uh, what, what a game! That, that, that game was sort of plodding along in a rather sort of pedestrian fashion for about three quarters, but that final term, it had everything. Yep.
2: Now, Paul Roos was pretty critical of the uh, of the Tigers not moving into the right positions with that 30 seconds to go. Mm. Um, did, what did you see when you were there? Did they just not communicate, Ewan?
1: Well, Roos, he didn't call it the worst 21 seconds in football history. Did he? he didn't <laughs> go down that road again, did he? Yeah, no, he but, didn't. Uh, what, what, what was amazing, though, was how easily uh, Fremantle got the centre clearance from the ball up because Brandon Ellis kicked the goal to get uh, Richmond in front. The clock stopped at 21 seconds, and then obviously there was... You know, forty seconds and the time to get the ball to the middle of the ground to to set up, and all Richmond had to do was stop Fremantle scoring. Mm. All they had to do that time to to put men behind the ball. They had time to get everything done, and all they had to do was stop Fremantle scoring. But <laughs> Sandlands got the tap down to uh, Neil, who hit the ball a pace, sprinted it through the middle of the ground. And Mundy was on the lead and had five metres clear and took a regulation <laughs> test mark.
0: <laughs> oh, it's just like uh, that Cairns, Cairns game against the Gold Coast all over again. Uh, Im-
1: Im- <laughs> uh, Im- imagine if it was like a first game or something. I know it was Carmichael Hunt, Hunt yeah. up there in uh, in uh, Cairns. Yeah. But the fact that Mundy has got history against Richmond, he missed the last after the siren chance, and he was in a pretty, pretty sort of tricky spot, 35 out, tight angle. Oh, yeah. And he just absolutely drained it.
0: Now, I've got a question for you, Ewan. Uh, as a commentator, a seasoned caller on Triple M, I, I'm not insinuating that you have any sort of uh, money on the line or anything, but do you find yourself sometimes barracking for a team?
1: Well, sometimes you find yourself barracking for the close one. Yeah. Especially when you're looking up doing the seeing the around the grounds and you're seeing that uh, Port Adelaide's up by 78 points over Gold Coast. Yeah. You are thinking, new beauty, we've got the close one here. Oh yeah. And you just want to make sure that you can get it down to the wire. Uh, yeah. The, now the the other thing that <laughs> I want to tell you about sellers is normally in a situation like that, when there's a short period of time to go, the senior commentator will will take over and carry you through to the sign.
2: Like pull rank. Like, so like yeah, di-
1: absolutely hmm. for example, if if uh, if BT was calling with, um, uh, I don't know, say, for example, on Channel 7, if BT was calling with Jason Bennett, or if on Triple M, James Brayshaw was calling with, um uh you uh Breton yates, Breton <laughs> Breton yates. To, i don't even enter the conversation they yeah. will take over and call the yeah. remainder of the game yeah. what happened with 21 seconds to go is that sail lewis city special comments analysed the game worked yeah. Yeah. out how richmond could stop uh, free male from scoring and then i pointed to barry to because he was the senior caller he's got you know, many many years of calling experience hmm. called a thousand games yeah. and all he did was look at me pull his <laughs> mic arm up Put it up to his eyes and just smiled at me. Oh, like, he, he let you have it, Jozzy. He, he let me have it. He he thought he was doing me a favour, but in reality, he was doing the Triple M footy call a massive disservice.
2: <laughs> no, you're you're being oh, too harsh on yourself. It was a great call. Oh
1: mate, it was it was an extraordinary game, and the fact that Richmond had that goal disallowed as a sign stand at three quarter time for an illegal shepherd on the goal line by Rewalt on Joel Hamlin as mm. well. Yep. So uh, Josh Caddy a beautiful goal from 55 on the run. Siren sounded as the ball was in the air. And the umpire disallowed the goal because of an illegal shepherd by it, it Rewall. It really is. Now that they've lost three on the trot after winning the first five, the old Richmond's back. Richmond's I mean, back. back Richt- better
2: than ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Josie, go and have um, some cough drops and get that voice firing for next week.
1: Yeah, no worries, fellas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We well, had a great call today, Ewan. That was Ewan Giles, Triple M footy caller, who had the pleasure of calling the thriller at the MCG this afternoon.
0: Thanks, Ewan Giles. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. MJ, this is the time of the night that we we pull out our glasses, we open up yep. our clipboards, and we, we start to address some serious news. That's right. It's not all fun and
2: games. No. Sometimes you need to have the serious stuff. Yeah. Because you know we try and we try and stick to the lighter side. Yeah.
0: But you know with all the things unfolding in the world, sometimes you have to go dark. Well, that's the thing. We've got this opportunity to yeah. broadcast from uh, on on a radio station. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we take it for granted and we just yeah. tell tell gags and, yeah. and and laugh at things. But it's time for this.
1: Will and MJ's
0: serious news.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Serious news.
0: Jeez, oh, that is that is some sort of opener.
2: Though. Oh, now I'm in charge of serious news this week. Yep. And uh, this came across my desk earlier in the week. Yep. Queensland fireys use angle grinder to free man's penis from ring spanner. <laughs> Will. Will.
0: Oh, no. Will. We've fallen apart earlier than usual. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. No, Sorry. No, I'm, I'm taking this for
2: the, <laughs> the serious story that it is.
0: You've got the floor. I haven't a, heard this A whole. man
2: was left red-faced when firefighters had to be called <laughs> to the hospital to remove a tool from his penis. Red-faced. Um, the man became stuck after his penis swelled up in the ring spanner yep. on Monday and he was unable to remove it. Now, Will, there's a picture here of a ring spanner. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the ring spanner or that's just a... Jeez, I hesitated when yeah. you, when you turned that laptop around. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know what you were showing me.
2: Well, the, it, was, it was from Tweed Heads. Yeah. And so the fire, the firefighters spoke out after the incident. Okay. Because obviously this is an issue. He says... Um, it's not too uncommon, this is Peter Sutherland, the se- a senior firefighter. It's not too uncommon. For for to be called to such jobs, Wow, where people leave it too late. He says it's really dangerous because inevitably people leave it too long to come and see us because they're embarrassed. As they should be. Or say, my wife said to put butter on it, sleep on it, and it'll go down. <laughs> it never does. That's according to Peter Sutherland. Oh, right. Yeah, so you yeah, know,
0: you need the angle grinder. You
2: need the angle grinder. So if you ever do um, <laughs> you can get your penis stuck in a ring spanner... Don't try and get out with butter. Just call,
0: call the fire brigade straight away. You know, I've found, I found the butter generally works fine from yeah. my uh, experience. <laughs> <laughs> but it just raises so many questions. Well, and, and the first one is, I don't even want to address it, but yeah. why this, this even happened? But do, do they really have to call the fire brigade? Surely there's a just a mechanic across the road or... Well, it,
2: it's not like they used it. They used a tiny angle grinder, Yeah, it says later in the story, that's air-operated.
0: Um surely and they, his 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 neighbor, his next door neighbour Mick has a just yeah. a spare angle grinder as right. <laughs> <laughs> well.
2: That's a very delicate operation. Will. Of course it is. They they had they had to put um, measuring tape around to protect the skin yeah. and slowly zip away at it with this tiny angle grinder and they had to keep running water on it so it doesn't get too hot. I reckon by the end you
0: wouldn't even be that embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> <would> just, <laughs> it'd just be relief. <laughs> just, <laughs> About 20 people have seen yeah. your penis. <laughs> Imagine. Like,
2: like something about Mary's style, everyone's crowded yeah, around. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm picturing.
2: Well, my cousin works in the, um, the emergency at a hospital here in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. She says that things get stuck in funny places all the time. You, like rectum stuff? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throwing a word at you, yeah. that. <laughs> that's exactly what she said. Yeah, yeah interesting. Okay. So anyway, um, next time we're in Bunnings in the rings matter section, just...
0: Well, next week on Rectum News. We'll yeah. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Greenfield Post on Triple M. That was a shocker. MJ, there's been a breaking story this afternoon. Yeah, I think it's sort
2: of a watch this space. Yeah. I think it could turn into a big one. Um, where
0: Even more recently than uh, this afternoon. It's happened in the last few hours, actually.
2: Yeah. Well, the Australian cricketers, as in the test players, yep. Mitchell Stark among them, Dave, um, Davey Warner, um, are threatening to boycott the Ashes.
0: Now that can't be real. I I don't care what the article says. It's not going to happen.
2: Well, the Cricket Association um has rejected the underwhelming pay offer from Cricket Australia.
0: Oh wow! So it's a pay dispute.
2: Yeah, it's a pay dispute. Yeah. And so they're now. So Mitchell Starks tweeted about it, saying, "Well, it's going to make for an interesting men's and women's Ashes because Cricket Australia said we're not no more cash."
0: So what he's he's but- implying that it's going to. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going is to. Bo- He's
2: implying that they're going to boycott. Wow. And then you know KP has tweeted about it. Pat Cummins so say, says players are staying strong. Shane wow. Watson's jumped on board. Mitchell Johnson, all using the hashtag fair share. So that's a pretty big story. If you know, if they're threatening to boycott, you know, the biggest cricket um tournament or series of oh. matches in in
0: a long time. It's the it's the peak of cricket around the world. It's mm. the spectacle of cricket, and that is a staggering story. Yeah, but from experience around the world with sports and pay disputes they generally get done the nba yeah. was the exception that's right but or uh
2: or m- remember the movie the replacement
0: yeah with keanu reeves that's right that was also an exception yeah that's an. Uh, oh yep yeah, you're right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> at least we're uh, getting our facts straight yeah uh well that's yeah that's an interesting one watch this space. watch your space not, yeah. not a whole lot of laughs in that but no uh, just, interesting yeah this is one that actually did catch my eye as a bit of a funny one yeah go um, on um Ross Lyon, Mm. he didn't actually see the end of that game that we were just discussing before with Triple M commentator Ewan Giles, where David Mundy kicked the winning goal after the siren. The coach wasn't in the box. I think he cracked it and walked out, didn't he? Yeah, that's that's what I've been told. So Mm. as Mundy was coming in to kick the winning goal, Ross Lyon was nowhere to be seen. And this Mm. is what he told Fox footy reporter Cameron Mooney about his whereabouts.
3: Question is, did you actually see the kick for goal? Well, I was halfway to the Union Club Hotel in
0: Fitzroy. (laughs) I was on the second pot. So he's watched the end on the TV. He's a much funnier bloke when they win, isn't he? Oh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> I don't think he would have been making union club gags.
0: He wasn't making pot jokes. <laughs> if, if, they... <laughs> if Monday had missed missed that goal. If Monday had hit the post, he <laughs> would be nowhere near the same character. That's exactly right.
2: Well, we've had a very guest-heavy show, MJ. That's right. Thanks to David Trithui, the president of the Shanghai Tigers, oh. who had a chat from the stadium over there in uh, Shanghai. Jiang <laughs> Wang Stadium. Is that I mean, what it's called? I've, Sha- I've, had, a, I've had an
0: absolute guest there. <laughs> oh, mate,
2: ask, ask Danny for all you made. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and, cool. and also you and Giles, yep. Um a triple M footy commentator who had the pleasure of calling that thrilling finish at the MCG this afternoon.
0: Just on Danny Frawley. That's yep. going to be a story tomorrow. I think that Just, will be uh, a story. That's, that's another watch this space. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. thanks for
2: everyone tuning into uh, the Greenfield Post. Not the best gear he rolled with, I don't think, <laughs> on the bounce tonight.
0: Chinese menus and the like. Yeah, yeah that's not, the... not, not, not his greatest effort. Yeah, watch this space. Uh, of yeah. course, as always, <laughs> tune into the podcast. Yeah, to that's us... right.
2: And subscribe on iTunes. It does us a world of good.
0: It does. We can hmm. uh, justify to our boss to keep our <laughs> keep our little slot. Yeah. <laughs> uh jump on Facebook, like the Greenfield Danny Post. For we might be having to justify a few things, I think, as well. <laughs> like the Greenfield Post on Facebook, like Will and MJ. We've yeah. got some funny oh, stuff. Oh, there's
2: plans for some big videos this week oh, on. The... You
0: always overhype it. Nah, we really good. You've got to stop doing good. that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in. This has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. We'll catch you next week.
1: The Greenfield Post on Triple M.